Hello and welcome once again to Talking Pictures Podcast. I'm your host David and join with me as always my co-host Brian. Brian, how are you today? I'm Furiosa. You Furiosa? What are you Furiosa for? Furiosa. You're Furiosa. Okay, well, we are here for a very, very, very special episode of Talking Pictures Podcast. And do you know why that is? Furiosa. <laughs> yes, David, I know exactly why we're here today. I'm actually a little bit giddy if, if you yeah, can't tell. It's our birthday! <laughs> Woo! Uh, give, give me a hug, man. Yeah, man. Come here. Yeah. We did it. We made it. That's us hugging there. It's our one-year anniversary. We've been doing this podcast now for a full year. So A year closer to the grave. Oh, my God. A year closer till we can retire from uh, doing podcasting. So, um, yeah. I, I don't want to retire. Man. No. Yeah. Well, well, we'll hit the grave, and then after that, we'll retire. I didn't know we'll, you were going to do that. We'll, Pop, man. Real celebratory. Yeah. So, sorry about that if that comes across really loud on the, the microphones. But we're here. We are going to do... Our yearly wrap-up, so the 2023 wrap-up, I think that that's a great point. I think I'm glad that we started this in January, that we can do our yearly wrap-up on our birthday. So we can look back at the movies that we've talked about and some of the movies we haven't spoken about. Some TV as well. Some TV, yeah. Even though we're mostly kind of talking about movies and stuff like that, we do, we're going to look back at TV as well. So um, I think that this year was a big year um, for movies as a whole. It's quite interesting because there was a lot of movies that were not big. Movies within a certain genre. It's quite concerning because some movies get cancelled these days when, when no one wants them. Mm-hmm. Tax write-offs. Yeah. No one wants them, so no one's going to release them. We've had a few of those with The Batgirl and Coyote. Coyote versus Acme, yeah. Exactly, but I think it's... And then we had a lot of delays as well with the writer strike and the actor strike. There's a lot of movies that were pushed... Like Dune specifically. Ghostbusters uh, Empire. Um, Challengers. Drive Away Dolls. Yeah, like lots of stuff that was supposed to come out this year that we will we'll get to talk to, to get to talk about later this year. But I think that when we're looking back, you can look back at the, the year and kind of I think that those, the writer strike and the actor strike will stand out um, very much so because of all the delays we had. But it's important to look back at the year and kind of look at what we did get. not Not just what we didn't get, but... Like, think about it. We got a Scorsese movie. We got a Christopher Nolan movie. We got a Zack Snyder movie. We got Ridley Scott movie. We got a David Fincher movie. The Shamhammer brought us one. We got a new entry into the Mission Impossible franchise. We got Fast X. We got Saw X. We got a John Wick movie. We got a Spider-Verse movie. We got a Creed movie. We got the Return of the Hunger Games franchise. We got the Return of the Transformers franchise. We got a new entry into the Scream franchise. It's unfortunate that... The year was mostly poor when it came to Marvel and DCEU movies. But we did get an interesting year in terms of video game adaptions. We got a lot of great entries into the video game franchises. Yeah, quite popular. Quite, quite on the rise Mm -hmm. for the year to come. But we also got a couple of farewells to Mm. the Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones and the DCEU. So, like, a lot happened in terms of movies. Movies and TV, like, you know, say what you will, but, like, everything we listed there, it's not very often you get all movies from all those prolific directors um, and all those franchises. So there's something there for everyone. Like, Mm. looking back on the year, there's a lot of stuff in a lot of different aspects. So You're going to like something. You're definitely going to like something. You're going to find something there. So we're going to look back at the year. It's not going to be a simple top ten list. I kind of took inspiration from... Um, a podcast called Films to Be Buried With with uh, Brett Goldstein 
who does a, a look back at the year. So we're going to look back. Um, I'm going to ask some questions here, and we're going to both give our answers as to um, some of our favorite entries into this. So starting us off, Brian, what was the scariest film that you saw this year? Leave the world behind. Okay, interesting. This isn't one that I've seen. Now, this is, I think, uh, before we go any further as well, we're going to be talking about some movies that we have discussed on the podcast and then others that we also haven't discussed. So um, some of those we'll mention, whether we did an episode on it, you can go back and listen to our full thoughts on it. Or we gave it a trailer of the week Mm. mention, or we gave it a recommendation. Absolutely. Just like Leave the World Behind. Yeah, so tell me about Leave the World Behind and why you found this to be the scariest movie of the year. Because everything that happened did happen. And it can happen. Okay. Interesting. I see this movie as a set-up prequel to an upcoming movie, Civil War. Okay. Yeah. But that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where you don't know what's happening, when it's happening. And you can't trust the people that you're with. Mm-hmm. Because you might see some people's perspectives. Okay. They have knowledge that we, as the audience, know with them to have over the characters we were following first maybe mm-hmm. you're inclined to root for them more but then you see the bad side of some of those other people as well and the anxiety and the ominous thought-provoking feeling you get the, there's a sense of dread that something is coming that there is a reveal coming but you don't know what it is mm. sounds so, like you're on age a lot of the time and paranoia yeah and... the paranoia ominous paranoia anxiety it's all in the review I gave it I appreciate it a lot. The only thing I didn't appreciate is the is the swift ending. Mm-hmm. They the chose to end the movie w- within where the characters were in, in terms of location. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe just one extra scene could have fixed all that one extra extended scene. Mm-hmm. But a, yeah, of all the movies that you could consider scary this year, mm-hmm. it was Leave the World Behind. Because I'm not going to get scared by a fucking exorcist <laughs> or Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a hug and shake his hand and yeah. ask him all these questions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Leave, behold, leave the world, world behind was for me. Okay. Interesting. But, yeah. The fucking test is seen as well. <laughs> I haven't seen it, man. So, it's one that I do want to see, actually. I was recommended it, not by yourself. Well, not only yourself, but uh, other people as well. Yeah. Um, so, good. Excellent pick. Well, but um, you... Like you're saying there, there was a lot to choose from in mm. in terms of uh, we had Exorcist, we had Saw, we had Knock at the Cabin, we had Megan. But what I came down on was um, Evil Dead Rise. I didn't want to say Evil Dead Rise when you were listening off some movies because I was afraid you were going to pick that. Mm. Just now. Yeah. Because when you were saying Knock at the Cabin and Evil Dead. I didn't want to say Evil Dead Rise. But there, I'm glad you picked that one because, yeah, that's wordy. That's a wordy pick. If... If there was one I was going to pick, it would have been that. Mm-hmm. But it didn't scare me, like, leave the world behind. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. But not, but like a, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, Evil Dead Rise is one we did do an episode on, actually, when it first came out. So um, if you want our full thoughts on that, um, it's it's there for you to listen to. But, um, yeah, no, it just, it, it a reinvigoration into the Evil Dead franchise. From an Irishman. From an Irishman. Um absolutely like buckets and buckets of blood it had the the classic chainsaw uh back again classic shotgun yeah like barrel shotgun um and then the the um the book the actual yeah. uh, necronomicon is that what it's called yeah. I, it's been a while now since i've seen it but ne- the necronomicon um the the book uh, of the dead um the, the the illustrations in that the the actual cast the characters like some of the 
um, the scenes like with the the cheese grater, the glass, like it's, they they really picked such awkward kitchenware to yeah. use as weapons of torture. Like uh, even actually kind of talking about it now, I'm I'm a yeah, little bit like the cheese grater was the yeah. One, I'm, I'm kind of get closing in on myself a little bit as I'm mm. remembering as I'm talking about it, but um, a re- a real gory factor, and I think it's you know it, no, I scratch that, reverse it. <laughs> I love that that's been a thing for us uh, this year. Just yeah. Stretch, stretch that, reverse it. It is the best Evil Dead movie. Yes. And yeah. I would not classify it as a zombie movie. No. No, no, no. I, I've a possession movie mm, yeah, than a zombie yeah. movie. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on then, I suppose. Uh, Brian, what was the movie that you were most surprised by this year? I was actually really stuck for this question. Mm, okay. I, I was stuck between one or two movies. Mm-hmm. But David, I ultimately decided that this is a true story. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo. Wow, okay, Gran Literally Turismo. Okay. could not have surprised me more than what it did. Mm-hmm. David, do you mind if I read out my reviews and I'll, I'll pretty much tell you why? Yeah. This is a true story. When I saw that in the market and I thought, oh, okay, then saw this movie and thought it was a true story. I'm sure that that fact that a gamer turned racer is actually true and it really happened. Marketing led heavily in that direction to inform me of it. Which suffered, in my opinion, because I thought this movie looked bland and generic. Mm-hmm. That was my expectations. Mm-hmm. It was going to be whatever. Not to mention Neil Blomkamp. I didn't have a good movie since District 9, which I have not seen. Mm-hmm. But I've seen the other two. Elysium, people don't like it. And Chappy, yeah. I now don't like it. Mm-hmm. But then I saw Gran Turismo, and I was comparing it to both Le Mans 66, or for our American friends, Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. and the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay, yeah. For a good thing. David Harbour has reconfirmed that he'll always be great. Orlando Bloom was really good. And motherfucking Jaiman Hanzu was ex-sensational. <laughs> yeah, I, mm-hmm. I was trying to I was trying to blend the words extra no extraordinary and sensational. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, he was brilliant for the little screen time he had. The emotion worked. The car stunts definitely worked. The editing deserves an Oscar nomination, which are yet to be announced. For what I was expecting, this was really good. Maybe maybe my expectations were low because of that, so maybe the height of likability did leap so high. Mm. But, yeah, it's maybe it is a cheat that it is one of the best video game adaptation movies there is. It's classified in the wiki, so mm-hmm. there's that. And just because you use the end score of heat doesn't mean I'm not going to fault it. It's a good score. Mm-hmm. So overall, yeah, David, Gran Turismo did surprise me because I was expecting low, mm-hmm. low... Uh, quality stuff and believe me I struggled to pick uh, it over another movie what uh, was the other movie you were um, I don't want to say it because I'm asking you the same question now okay right okay well I was stuck between two as well okay. for this one surprised well, by I'll tell you what then David why don't you tell us now what was your most surprised movie this year it was Dungeons and Dragons Really? Yeah. I okay. was really not expecting to like it as much as I did. Um Why? I I don't know because because I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Neither have I. Um I was a little bit apprehensive in terms of when they take this like it's it's <laughs> I suppose apprehensive in, in that will people will a general audience 
will this be made for such a general audience or will it be kind of overwhelming for them? And so going into it, having known nothing, even though it's a a board game, you know, fantasy genre game mm. that has been around for years, 20 plus years, I still went into it and it, it surprised me in how funny it was, how good it was, how I understand it, how I understood it, how... It didn't feel like, um, and I, I, I have this problem with a lot of kind of uh, fantasy adventure stuff and quest stuff, yeah, is yeah. that characters will go and we will have to do something and they go and they, they go to do something and it's a whole section of the movie and, and it fails and, you know, oh, well, you know, we can't, we can't win now. And then, well, what if we do this instead? And then they go and they do something completely different. And even though this film had that. Yeah. The only way they were able to succeed was by the things that they acquired along the way in the initial aspect yeah, of so it. Yeah, so good foreshadowing, essentially. Well, I wouldn't consider it foreshadowing. I would more consider it that going and doing the f- the first aspect of it... Which failed. Which failed. It led to the second aspect being able to succeed by the things that they acquired and the things that helped them along the way. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like I'm following you. Yeah. So... And that's without going into the spoilers of the exact, you know, what it is. But um, it was also just incredibly funny. Mm. I have to say, like, it was very cleverly written. And um, I found myself laughing out loud a lot in it. Um, So, yeah, I was surprised the most by Dungeons & Dragons and how much I really enjoyed it. And how much I'd be willing to go back and see another one or see another iteration of it. Don't think you are. The movie flopped. I know, yeah. That's the 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 hard thing about it is that people um, don't people don't like movies. They just like to see Vin Diesel leap off a Hoover Dam in mm-hmm. his car, followed by an mm-hmm. explosion, and then front on it. Mm-hmm. That's what people want. Yeah, and even one of the like one of the things that I remember about the advertising for Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons is that it was kind of advertised as a a kind of a twofold thing where it said like no experience necessary. Do you know <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. you don't need to know you need don't need to have ever played Dungeons and Dragons yeah, yeah. ever before and you also you can just come in and, and sit down and watch this movie you don't have to have watched nine you don't other need to know the lore. yeah you don't need to have watched nine other Fast and Furious movies yeah. you don't need to have watched 20 other Marvel movies Dungeons and Dragons just come in and watch it it's it's fine it's yeah. uh there's stuff in there for the dedicated Dungeons and Dragons people mm. people who've played it and you know have that lore stuff but Otherwise, it's just a fun fantasy movie that anyone can enjoy. Do you think pe- people who are Dungeons and Dragons fans of the games enjoy the movie mostly? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, I would think so. I think that there's enough in there that um could be kind of that that moment that the moment that we all like that we would have say in Marvel movies where we'd recognize something. We're like, oh no way! You know yeah, how yeah. we used to be with with early Marvel movies that yeah saying Captain America 2 where your man name drops Stephen Strange you're like oh Doctor Strange okay I get that you know it's just another name for anyone else but for us so I think that this Dungeons and Dragons movie definitely had that for those so what was the what were you stuck on will we go pick uh, on three we'll say what what our second choice was okay okay on three one One, two three three. Blackberry okay Saw X yeah okay you were the most surprised by Saw X I was why is that because I wasn't expecting anything beyond it, and the last two Saw movies were quite bland or low in yeah. in 
in enjoyment mm-hmm. as far as Saw movies would go in for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I was reasonably just... I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the new Saw movie, a tent in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Quick turnaround now for a sequel in Saw 11 for, for this year. To That's come. coming this year, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I want to get the casting done quick. Mm. But yeah, Saw X, that was just my run up. So you, you saw Blackberry. Blackberry, yeah. yeah. Which didn't get, at first, it didn't get a wide release. Mm. Like it released in America and then it was only based on its kind of popularity then did it it come over and get a theatrical run here right um but no i just wasn't expecting it i saw the initial trailer and i thought okay that's okay a, a movie about the blackberry phone like yeah, it yeah. do okay it just it didn't see, precisely what you just said is the reason i have no interest in watching mm. it but I, I just don't want to i don't i don't want to sit down to find the time mm-hmm. to watch it but the performances in it and the way that it's it's presented, it actually is a very interesting story and it and from a very interesting point in time. Because it is Blackberry, like it says in the movie, like Blackberry was leading it was the leading mobile phone mm. for a long time. Yeah, I remember. And then all of a sudden now it has no they don't make Blackberry phones anymore. You know? And what happened there? And how did someone the, the, this company that was on top go to no longer producing phones you know i think that it it presents it glenn howerton's performance in it brilliant um jay baruchel brilliant it's just one that i really like that i think i went into it um like you that i wasn't sure on it at all yeah um the only thing that was a draw for me was glenn howerton because i'm a, a fan of always sunny so i wanted to see him right but pleasantly pleasantly surprised by it and it was actually a great film so i would recommend it to you again like that where the expectations are low but you can be very easily surprised by and um, brian what was the funniest movie you saw this year strays strays okay the, the dog movie oh the dog movie oh okay with jamie fox and will farrell okay i didn't see this okay tell me why is this the, the funniest movie that you saw because jamie fox is the type of dog that he was voicing Okay, they matched all of the... It's just... Just let Jamie Foxx go nuts with with, with Jamie Foxx doing his Jamie Foxx impressions. And then they had the dog, such a fucking actor Mm -hmm. of a dog, to to match the blocking cues of what he's saying. Mm -hmm. You know, seeing his reflection, saying, who the fuck are you? And, and, oh, yeah, yeah, to the couch. Oh, yeah, she dirty too, yeah. And, and, um... uh, fucking eagle taking the bird and then sorry i said eagle taking the bird the, the eagle taking taking him after fucking complaining it and then the scenes where they eat mushrooms <laughs> you, 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 you know what's happening the guy who plays the, the asian cop in um wandavision and yeah in, randall park yeah the, the dog he voices the big massive like uh, he's not a great dane but he's a very big dog wearing mm. a cone and he's the one with the love interest with uh, Isa Fisher. Um, <laughs> there's a recurring joke with him, given the size of him as a dog, therefore mm-hmm. the size of his dick. Mm-hmm. That, okay. <laughs> plays, that plays into it. Mm-hmm. And it's set up as such a big moment. And then, you know, when uh, a, a scene sequence setting itself up to be a moment of her- her- heroism. Mm-hmm cut to a wide shot of what's actually happening mm-hmm. it's just so fucking funny okay and will farrell as 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 the fish out of water type of dog mm-hmm. um 
humping the nub. I forget what he says, but just when you watch the trailer, you might be reminded in the trailer of what he says. It was just funny. I thought it was stupid, but I was still going to watch it. Then I watched it, and then I got on board. I didn't know how I was going to feel by the human in the movie being Will Forte, an absolute dick, who is not the type of character who's going to come around. Mm -hmm. That's not it. This is a movie about about accepting uh, the abuse within a relationship and not to remain in it. Mm-hmm. This is about overcoming abuse and getting out of a toxic relationship. That's okay. what this movie is about. Interesting. And the fact that you're cracking up thinking about it, you know, I, is, I just is a very good sign. I cracking side. up as I was thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there were a few other, particularly, specifically two straight up comedies. I thought I was going to pick one or the other. Mm. But I chose Strays. Mm-hmm. And Strays is not in the top. What were the other ones that you were thinking of? No Hard Feelings. Mm-hmm. And Joyride. Okay, yeah, they're the traditional yeah. comedies. Yeah, oh, yeah. I wasn't going to really pick anything else because if I did, it's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. At least not a comedy at first. It's another type of movie. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's say, for example, across in, across the Spider Verse. Yeah. That yes, it's, it's funny. an a- action. Yeah, action comedy. But no, it's a superhero movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's to me. I'm I'm going to laugh, and of course, I but I expect that. Mm-hmm. But, nah, when you ask me what's the funniest movie, I would have liked to have leaned closer to a straight-up comedy unless a movie really stole it for me. Mm-hmm. And Regard- Strays sounded like it. St- uh, as a straight-up comedy, yes, Strays did it awesome. for me. Awesome, okay, good. What about you? Joyride. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned it there, and I have to say, having gone into it, and I, I had no intention of seeing Joyride. It was only, I remember, Laura and I were coming back from Dublin or something like that. Yeah, we were yeah. driving home and you text me, hey, I'm seeing Joyride in 30 minutes. Do you want to join? And I went, yeah, sure. Why not? And I don't think I've laughed as much in the cinema in a long time. The last time I laughed that much in the cinema was seeing Jackass 4. Like just seeing, like, just like laughing out loud, everyone else laughing out loud. Joyride, I, did, there were points where the two of us, we were laughing so much that we were stifling our laughter. And... It just is, it was one that it's it's great to see. We did a, a bit of an episode on it we, as well. We did a joint episode with it and TMNT Mew yeah. Hayham, which does has a, have a reference. Mm. Joyride references Master Splinter. Yeah. She, she was fornicating to him because mm-hmm. he's a great father. <laughs> um, so it's it was just, it was so unbelievably funny and it was great to see kind of that in-betweeners style yeah. of like four four friends with different sort of personalities this one's mm. the this one's the weird one this one's the sex drived one this one is the adventurous fleet free going one this one's the main one yeah um, I, it was great to see that be portrayed by four women yeah um, four asian women four asian women exactly i and want a sequel yeah i i would want to see that the four of them again um in a completely different scenario I, you know I, or I, 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 throw them in africa or Australia or something. anything, yeah. Yes, throw them in Ireland. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that would be that would be funny. Yeah. All right, yeah. No, but I, I can't, I can't say that I laughed more at anything else this yeah. year. Yeah, well, that's, that's fair. That's a good choice, and I think maybe I would have went for Joyride, but I corrected myself with Strays. Yeah, no, that's that's good. We got a, a nice diverse uh, selection. Um, Brian, David, we had a lot of superhero films this year not all of them were good no but we had a lot of them and we had, we had a couple of tv superhero based movies shows as well mm. yeah not all of them were good either but what was your favorite superhero movie this year guardians of the galaxy volume three 
Okay. That was my favourite. Yeah. I think that that, it was, I'm similar in that I came down to either Guardians or Spider-Verse. That's that's a good, solid choice. Mm. The reason I picked Guardians is because this is the concluding chapter of this team saying goodbye to each other, therefore us as the audience. And I think... Regardless of the journey it went through, mm-hmm. it was fulfilling in closing that book, and we needed the fucking win, David. Yeah, we needed that win, and it won. And then, just the ending. Mm-hmm. When you when you leave the cinema with a good feeling mm-hmm. of an ending, that's what you really remembering. So when I go into a movie, I would rather the first half be not good. And the second half be great. Mm-hmm. Because I'm leaving with that thought in my head. Yeah. So, but if, uh, Florence and the Machine, dog days are over. Mm-hmm. You get to see each Guardian doing their own moment. See where they're going. I, I, I got teary when Drax was saying goodbye to Nebula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was a, a goodbye movie. And this is, this, yeah. This, when you think about it, it's a movie that we shouldn't have gotten. It's a what? It's a movie that we shouldn't have gotten. Shouldn't have? Yeah. Why is that? Because of the fact that James Gunn was fired. We shouldn't... Like, we always should have had Guardians yeah. 3. Yeah. But the fact then that James Gunn was fired and then rehired. Yeah. We shouldn't have gotten this. But we did. Well, we were blessed in that he was able to come back and finish the trilogy. Disney because he had always envisioned it as a trilogy. Yeah, well, Disney fucked up on that one. Mm-hmm. And even with the uh, insert of the Guardians in the Avengers movie, which... Mm-hmm diverted the route yeah it was still going to end up in that sort of direction that James Gunn believed it to be Mm -hmm. and I just and it subverted our expectations again because we're going into this Rock is gonna die yeah Drax is gonna die maybe someone else is gonna die happy ending all around Mm -hmm. for everyone a pure inception yeah absolutely yeah and uh, similarly for me i did come down to as i said guardians or spider-verse and i'm actually going to pick spider-verse over it that's that's and i I, i'm happy you did choose that Mm. and i wouldn't change it because for me as much as it feels like a whole movie it feels like two the first part the first half is dealing with spot the second half is dealing with miguel Mm o'hara and when 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 the next chapter of a movie is going to start off immediately after Mm -hmm. that feels too close to being a a, a two-parter yeah so Mm -hmm. as a result i felt like you can call it what you want it's part one yeah absolutely part one it is yeah just because you're calling the third one beyond the spider-verse just because this does feel like a complete chapter so a lot of people argue i'll i'll agree to a certain extent but this is part one Mm mm-hmm and that's fine. We just don't want to wait two, three years for the next one. Yeah. We were supposed to be getting it this year. Supposed to be getting it March. May. May, yeah. They're supposed to release a year apart. Well, See, I, I completely agree with you in that, um, you know, the, the difference in Guardians 3 and this. Like, Guardians 3 is a complete story. And it feels like an end. And it's a, it's a real feel-good mm. movie. And the way that this one does end, it really does, like get you on that cliffhanger of wait what that was it yeah i i want more like you want more of it the the main he's about to escape yeah the main difference i have between why i chose across the spider-verse and guardians okay 
since both have come out, I've rewatched the ending to Guardians. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. That whole Dog Days sequence. Of course. Across the Spider-Verse, I've not seen. But when I think back on these, which one would I want to watch more? And it's Across the Spider-Verse. It's one that I've thought about, oh, I need to rewatch that again. More mm. so. Even though Guardians has been available to me on Disney+. Plus, Readily, easily available. I could sit down and watch it any evening. I haven't. Whereas Across the Spider-Verse... It's not available on any streaming site, but yeah. I do constantly think I need to watch that again. I need yeah. to watch that again. So that's why. And I think that um, I really want to watch it again because of the fact that when we watched it the first time, the sound was messed up as well in the theater. It wasn't It wasn't quite. Yeah, well, so I was a little bit distracted for the first couple of minutes. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't hearing it properly. I think after 10 minutes, it got fixed. It got fixed, yeah. So, um, but I do, it's one that... Um, it's it's so not a traditional superhero movie in having such a wide cast of characters as well. Having the whole spider society. I do appreciate that, the inclusion of all characters. Even to who voiced the one, Andy Samberg. Oh yeah, yeah, the um, just little, Scarlet Spider, yeah. His just little in, in, insert as one of the two people that Miguel O'Hara has with him. In mm-hmm. like that. It's just it's great. And I want to see him again. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm really, I hope that we don't have to wait too much longer for Beyond the Spider-Verse. I would like to, at a push, see it and the start of next year, 2025. Gwen Stacy has her gang back together. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, the gang from the first one and now the gang in this one. Mm-hmm. So we've spent time with both. And, mm-hmm. and it had so. a big change in the way that, like it had a big kind of, I suppose, pop culture moment in the whole phrase of it's a canon event. Do you know, that whole aspect of it. Laura said it to me the other day and I went, you haven't seen that movie. And she goes, what movie? She didn't know that that was a reference to Spider-Verse's, the canon event thing. So what was she referring it to? She was saying, like, she just said something that it was a canon event. And I went, you haven't seen Spider-Man. She goes, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, she just thought that that was just a phrase. Like, that it started in Spider-Verse and it's become now a general phrase that people use. Like, oh, sorry, it's a can- it has to happen. It's a canon event. I just thought that was really interesting that it's gone beyond... Because I've used it in, in the same way that a lot of people have used it where they've seen it in Spider-Verse and, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, it's, it's, it has to happen. It's a canon event. And then other people, like Laura, using it in the same context, the same, she's using it correctly, but she didn't know where it was from. She didn't realize that it was a, a, a reference. She's not here to do the flashbacks jingle. She's not. We gave her the week off because it was the birthday. So Yeah, so um, can't ask her that. Mm. Um, she's, she's very silent, isn't she? Doesn't Laura, yeah, it doesn't do a whole it's lot funny, when she said the canon event thing, I think that's the first time I've heard her speak. So, yeah, and we weren't recording. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I, I hope to hear her talk more uh, on this podcast. Maybe she'll uh, be a special guest maybe in year two. Um, Brian, moving from movie to TV shows. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite returning TV show? So let me clarify that. What is a TV show that had a season of TV that came out this year that maybe not might not have started this year? So a returning television show. Slow Horses Season 3. Okay, interesting. You're going to have to tell me about this because I've not seen I've heard you, you've obviously recommended uh, Slow Horses. You recommended that the new season uh, as it came out, but I've not watched anything of it. All I know is Gary Oldman's in it. Okay, Slow Horses. Okay, what do we got? Another spy, espionage, MI5. Oh, a bunch of spies have to go after the... I'm repeating a lot of things. Do you find that a bit boring? 
do you need a hook? No? No. Okay, well, I do. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that sometimes. I'm watching Reacher, for example. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel about Reacher. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it, but I feel like that. Mm-hmm. Slow Horses is the only seasons of show that I need to watch in one day. Okay. Each season is six episodes. We got season one and two in 2022. Yeah. Okay. I, and we season got, one and two in and season two. 22. Yeah. Okay. Because when season one ended, let's say it came out in um, July. Mm-hmm. It had a teaser at the end of season two. Came out in December. Okay. 2022. On to, we had a teaser for season three at the end of that, but we waited all the way to uh, December 2023. Mm. And I thought, and we got a teaser for season four. Interesting. Due to come out sometime in 2024. Okay. Don't know, have a date yet, but I think the writer's strike and actor strike had a, a, an impact a, on a, it. An yeah. impact on it. So I say I have to watch this and finish it the, the day I start because I cannot finish an episode and wait another week mm-hmm. because it feels like might not be the case but it feels like every episode ends just as the going is going mm-hmm. and it fucking goes they got a hook on every you single fucking, episode you can't not finish an episode and wait another week I purposely waited five weeks because I had a double episode release okay it always does that on Apple TV Plus I had to wait five weeks until I watched it all in the go mm-hmm uh, it star it doesn't start just Gary Oldman. It has a glorified two episode per season guest star appearance from Jeffrey Price. And okay. I just love seeing him pop up in the season because of who his character is and what his character is. He's like the retired Obi Wan mm-hmm. to, okay. to our protagonist. And our protagonist is Jack Loden, who was the pilot in Dunkirk alongside Tom Hardy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so is this based on real life then, or is it this? just nope? Based on a book series. Oh, sorry. The the actor is is the other pilot. The actor is no, okay. Sorry. No, 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 no. The actor who played the pilot mm-hmm. in Dunkirk. That actor is the protagonist in Slow Horses, the TV show. Okay. Okay. Oh, Jack Loden is his name. Okay. In real life. Right. Okay. His, his name is River Cartwright. Mm-hmm. And he's uh. Start, he's he's a fuck up mm-hmm. Be, sorry scratch that reverse it he fucked up and so him and whoever else is in the cast are demoted to the bottom of the barrel scrape shitting slough house okay they call it slow horses a slang but slough house is their um, building of operations they are the lowest of the low of MI5, yet they always get caught up or tied up or framed into or backed into or pretty much any other reason to get involved in a mission of the season. Mm-hmm. And Gary Oldman is the boss and he is the alcohol drinking, sleeps in his office with a sock with one toe sticking out. Yeah. Uh, farting the whole time smoking the whole time eating the Chinese in the next door with the long hair un- unwashed unhealthy every bad adjective fell <laughs> mounted man who ought to be uh, reported mm-hmm. because he, he he would not be working in a day to day but yeah he is but he's in Slough House no one cares mm-hmm. 
it, even one I had to rewind this one thing when he had to give me your phones give me your phones fuck off I, I, FaceTime, I FaceTime my kids with this I don't give a fuck if you have arse time the Pope's give me that fucking <laughs> it, it, it's, it's Gary Oldman giving the Cockney accent performance that he, he does and he might retire after this role hmm. Slow Horses getting season 5 thank fuck I'm glad and like I said as an MI5 spy, espionage, or government going after criminals, or there's a conspiracy, or there's a kidnapping, or good guys who are turning bad be- for the- because there's corruption. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've seen it all before. I could not recommend Slow Horses more, even though it falls under that category. Mm-hmm. It is such an eye catch. Like I said, I have watched season one and a night. Season two in a night and season three in a night. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I probably don't even do it justice as mm-hmm. to how good it is. Okay. So take, take the recommendations. It is such a gem, Slow Horses. It's better. It, it's the, I would have it in the top five or even top ten best shows of Apple TV Plus. It'd probably be one number one or number two or number three. Okay. Depending. Depending. Mm-hmm. Because it's still such a, a an early uh, streamer. Yeah, early days of it. Yeah. So absolutely. thank you for letting me discuss. That's why. man. So, that's what we're here for. I, here, man. It's such a quick watch, man. I'd recommend Slow Horses okay. if you find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, David. What TV show came out in twenty twenty three that you have already been watching? Well, yeah, I I hadn't been watching it already. I, I did. I found it this year. You found it this I, year. Well, I I knew of it. I just hadn't watched it. Right. Um. And I I know but it had a season released this year. It had yeah. It, it had its final season released this year, and that being Ted Lasso. Okay. Uh, I know that you you're not as big of a Ted Lasso fan, but no, just no. I I found it this year, and um, it was so good. I watched it twice. Really? I watched the whole see. I watched the whole series twice this year. The whole the whole from start to finish. Yeah. Um, even season three yeah i i found it as season three was coming out yeah. so i watched season one and two yeah uh, and then watched season three week to week and then once it finished um i was like wow i just really really it hit home with me it just it, it every week i watched it and i just felt better about myself it got me interested in football in terms of like if someone said like oh what's your team i go uh afc richmond like i would quote them as my favorite team yeah and then um we got then to a point where um laura and i were looking for something new to watch um she w- said like oh what about um welcome to wrexham and i went oh hold on now let's actually watch ted lasso and i think she would put it as one of her favorites she absolutely adored it as well all right david here's your last chance and time to tell me why ted lasso was good why am i wrong why do i not like it what am i missing here's everyone loves ted lasso all the awards says it. all our mm-hmm. friends like ted lasso i watched ted lasso as on a per season release basis mm-hmm. and i was so thankful it ended mm-hmm. and i i do i will not watch a continuing season spinoff or whatever i won't yeah no i i, so, I think it's it's it, last chance to it's a very particular type of comedy uh it's very referential to a lot of things like it's not referential to any one specific thing but just the jokes can go over your head very easily Mm -hmm. um i think it's it's very dad humor in some of the jokes where you go ah you know you get it it's uh, i get that one yeah but i think that the main selling point for me if i was to give one to you yeah is just how diverse the cast is 
And by diverse, I mean how you can take any two characters and put them in any story together and you will get an interesting story. It's not... It it, it does it does have characters that will only interact in certain instances. Like, typically, you'll have Ted and Beard together. Yeah. But then you'll have an episode with Ted and um, Rebecca. Then yeah. you'll have an episode with Ted and Jamie. Mm. And then you'll have an episode with Jamie and Roy. And then you'll have an episode with Roy and Keely. Or you'll have an episode with Keely and um, Nathan. I feel that all of the characters are so well developed that you can take any two of them and just have give them their own B plot. It doesn't always have to be an A plot of Ted doing this, a B plot of Roy doing this, and a C plot of Keeley doing this. That they can interchange and you can have any of the characters interact with any of the characters and you'll get a good story. And I think that it, there's very few episodes that I feel are weak episodes mm-hmm. because there's always something in any of the episodes that I'm interested in and I want to see because there's so much interaction between all the characters. And as well as that, and this, it, maybe it is only seen because I've seen it, you know, watched it through twice, yes. is that seeing the arc of some of the characters is brilliant as well. Seeing how the characters start from episode one and where they end up in episode three, it's just a, 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 a great a great arc and you get to see every aspect of that arc. Specifically, Jamie. Jamie is a character who starts out as, you know, the 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 hottest kid on the block. Like he knows he's the best player on the team. Uh, he'll uh, show it as well. He'll show it as well. He's a he's a prick, he's a dickhead. Everyone knows it and everyone's like they put up with it because he is the best. And he knows he's the best and they know he's the best and there's nothing they can do. And take that character and put him to the end, seeing him at the end of the series where he is a team player. He still knows he's the best. The rest the rest of them all know he's the best, but he's not get arrogant about it anymore and he is friends with everyone on the team everyone likes him now he's friends with Roy who is his worst enemy they're best friends um you know he's um he's given up the final kick of the game to let someone else because it's a better chance he's running the play that the Ted taught him that uh you know he has to act because all the other players on the other team will know that he's the best so they need to mark him so he's you know give me the ball give me the ball and then it's actually going to Sam across the wing and yeah. get it in the back of the net I think that those arcs uh, the arc with Nathan as well the arc with um, Rebecca uh, Keely, like she starts out as just like you know a girlfriend of, of one of the players a girlfriend of, of Jamie and then she ends up running her own business and, and that kind of stuff I think that the development of all the characters and how they interact with each other is the selling point for me and how warm-hearted it makes me. I know that it's not It's not one that you're well going to go back to. spoken. Okay, David. thank you. I appreciate it. I that. actually yeah. commend you for giving such an in-depth talk mm. on, on what, why a pitch like that should be taken into good consideration mm-hmm. in that of Ted Lasso. And it's nice as well, like you were saying there about like leaving the cinema, it's nice to end on a good note. Mm. It's nice sometimes to just sit down and, and have a nice show that you're watching. Not everything has to be crime and drugs and all that stuff sometimes you just do want to watch oh this is my football show this is the show i watch about a silly little football team and it also it you do get invested in when you see in the team lose like you are a little bit heartbroken but when they win you're you're yeah it's like it's like watching a real football team so it's a nice show i felt it was just a, a show that was it's it's just nice you know is there a show you can compare ted lasso to because i can't compare so horses to anything 
Um, Ted Lasso. No, I don't think, not one that would come straight to my head where it's like, oh, it's just a nice show. It's just, I feel good watching it. Right. I don't think I have anything else. Nothing as wholesome. I don't think. Not off the top of my head anyway. Okay. What was your favorite TV show? What was your favorite new TV show? New TV. So season one. Season one. Something that was introduced to us this right. this year. The Last of Us. The Last of Us is a great choice. And it's the only reason I didn't choose it is because I knew you were going to choose it. When it was announced, it was announced as a HBO TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got two wins there. HBO, mm-hmm. quality. The guys who brought us The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. TV show. You get to spend more time with the characters, so it's not going to be clogged into a movie. Then, they cast Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And then they, pa- then they casted Bella Ramsey, who, okay, not who I was going to think of, but you know she you knew she was going to be capable of mm-hmm. it. And up to the point of the premiere, if you still thought, I'm not sure, you were, you were, you were told right away, yeah. Yeah, she's Ali. There was. And, I remember very, very specifically. There was a scene. Um, I can't. She's, she's counting down uh, from one to ten for the prisoners, and um, when she gets to yeah. eight, she says, "Fuck, Fuck you. you." I was like, "Ellie is in the building." Here yeah. we go. And there was another one in in episode two about a sandwich or something like that. It was a joke, and it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I throw a fucking sandwich at them. Yeah, I think that it was like the, the quick little funny remarks, and then yeah. she has the joke books. Look, Bella Ramsey just. She told she you so. the park, yeah, yeah, she did. She proved herself. Mm-hmm. She said, and, I'm Ellie. And yeah. I went, you're Ellie. Yeah, there was... I, I did fall into that trap of when she was first saying, uh, I'm not too sure, mm. but put to bed. I- immediately put to bed. And but no, I don't... I don't think any of us ever thought Pedro Pascal uh, as a concern. No, I, I felt like he was, was a safe and, choice. And, absolutely. And then, and then throw um, Gabriel Luna as Tommy. Mm-hmm. And then... Did you see Mindhunter? No. Well, there's an actress in there. She played Tess in the, and mm-hmm. yeah, great. She she's perfect for that. Yeah. Did you know that Nick Offerman almost wasn't going to play Bill? Yeah, and that you, would have been a terrible shame because I think that that episode alone is one of the best episodes of TV. Full stop. Whether it be in The Last of Us or anything, it is one of the best episodes ever. Ever after watching the episode, you you know. You just see online. Just give him the Emmy. Mm-hmm. Just give him the guest star Emmy. You don't even need to watch the wa- or the the Last of Us. And you said the Walking Dead. You don't need to watch the Last of Us. Just watch that episode, and it, it would work as its own short film. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it it, it was absolutely brilliant. But we yeah, it did everything I wanted and more. There are some things I could have. Ah, you know, you could have done something better. But that's only because they established themselves as being capable of doing better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude, The Last of Us is the best video game adaptation ever put into existence. And I know this is recency bias, but it is probably my favorite TV show ever because I haven't watched it a second time. But when I do, I will watch it from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And I've been paying close, damn close attention to season two and who they're casting. As we, I mean, you and our friends have. Mm -hmm. They've been announcing very recently the... Uh, Caitlin Deaver is playing Abby. Which is fantastic. I actually had her picked for Ellie I, I initially. Think a, a lot of people would have pegged her as Ellie. Mm-hmm. She, she's older, mm-hmm. which fits more perfectly in the criteria to have her as Abby. She's taller. She's older. Mm-hmm. She, she's going to hit the gym. Yeah. 
and they've got Isabel Merced, the girl who played Dora the Explorer. Talk about <laughs> talk about actors, child actors who you've seen watch growing up in particular blockbuster movies. She's that girl. Mm-hmm. She's playing Dina. You're gonna see her, Kitlin Devert and Bella Ramsey in a scene. I'll say no more. Mm-hmm. And it's just the rest of uh, the gang now, the cast, and uh, hopefully Jeffrey Wright gets in there. Yeah, he obviously was a, a, a he played a character he in it. So character. I'd like to see a short appearance, but still an appearance nonetheless. Dude, um, the Last of Us. Yeah, um, great. Uh, honestly, great choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no other way to go about. It. Mm-hmm. D- yeah. I, I struggled between another one or two, but yeah, mm. The Last of Us. And we, we discussed The Last of Us. We did a full episode. We did. We, did, actually we, s- we discussed it twice. We did. We did a first impressions episode uh, when the first episode came out. And then we did a full season breakdown with a very special guest, Richie Dilley. So he was with us. He joined Man, us for Richie. that. Fair play to you, Richie. Thanks so much. Uh, will, you have, will you be on for season two? Uh, this is me formally asking you now. So uh, yeah, thanks. 2025. <laughs> um, so my pick then because I didn't go with The Last of Us, because I knew you'd pick The Last of Us, is Ahsoka. Good choice. I think that Ahsoka was, um, for me, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Mm. I was I, I watched Rebels leading up to it. Yeah. I, I fell in love with Rebels, and then yeah. watching Ahsoka felt like a Rebels, and, and the next season of Rebels. Not to mention you followed the Clone Wars. I did, show. yeah. So yeah. That, so, that gave you your intro to Ahsoka. So, I acknowledge you got more out of Ahsoka mm-hmm. than I did. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka's one of my favourite characters in Star Wars, full mm. stop, because of those animated shows. So seeing her then in live action was great. It's, um, I liked how we, we titled it, Bridging Animation and Live Action, mm-hmm. because that is literally what it did. I remember a time where that was not a thing. Yeah, when, absolutely not. When, yeah, like they sort of teased it a little bit, and, and then they went full-fledged with it, mm-hmm. getting characters to cross over into full-fledged and live action from mm-hmm. animation like that we did a full episode on it so if you want to hear our full thoughts on on how ahsoka did that bridging the the gap between animation and live action please go there because we go full in depth it's one of our longest episodes i think so as of recording right now in this moment before releasing this episode it is the longest episode we've yeah. ever recorded so it's it's i want to break that today though okay yeah well we might yeah we still have a good few to go through here um but yeah no i won't say i won't say any more of it but i just i really really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the villains yeah, absolutely. Balan Skull and Shin Hattie were both uh, great villains. But um, before we move back into movies, I do just want to give a very, very small shout out to some of the other things. We, did, we didn't really discuss it, but the TV show one, it was very difficult to pick because of how much TV there was this year. I'm not going to lie, Dave, I struggled to pick, so I am more than happy to give a shout out to a th- few things. So the few things that I want to shout out, th- these are new series and series as well that had new episodes. Let, let's just waffle them out and, and do- we can concur and agree. What we do the shadows see we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen this season here's the thing i wouldn't pick that there because i am watching the series Mm -hmm. yes i've not watched the season that was released in 2023 which is season five i'm halfway through it you're halfway through season five yeah and i can tell you it's good it's worth mentioning absolutely barry i finished barry yeah i'm i'm working my way through the final season of barry yeah barry barry ended this year Mm -hmm. barry ended yeah jesus oh yeah i have my list yeah fall the house of usher great yeah it's one of mike flanagan's well thought out um uh, netflix limited series Mm -hmm. one of his best work well well worked works Mm -hmm. succession 
Did you watch Succession? No, but I'm giving it the show anyway because well, I know that you would say it. Allow me, mm-hmm. because I've watched Succession and I've finished it mm-hmm. and I've finished the season that was out this year. I'll just say you're in for a ride where you don't know how to anticipate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I... That's another show, like Barry, that ended the same week as Barry. Oh, really? Uh, oh, HBO Barry. lost two movie, two shows then that yeah. uh, were big hitters for them. Not to mention Ted Lasso ended there the similar week. Yeah. And, oh, dude, you know what? Fuck it. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel ended the similar week as well. Mm. Five seasons strong. Mm. That's a show where I could compare Ted Lasso okay. to this. Mm-hmm. But I liked The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Holy shit. Laura! <laughs> Get watching, Get watching that. Amazing. Okay, um, we had Doctor Who come back. I know you don't watch Doctor Who, but I, I don't watch Doctor Who. Doctor Who it came back for some specials this season, or sorry, this year specials uh, leading into next season. So um, it'll be one to discuss there. Uh, well, probably won't discuss it, but um, still great one. Uh, like we said, Ahsoka. Then uh, we had The Bear season two. That was one that I considered. I've not the bear. No, I, I'd highly recommend it. It won a lot of Golden Globes there um, recently. Um, it was one that I was choosing. I was between that and Ted Lasso. So mm-hmm. that was where I was coming down. Black Mirror. We had a new season of Black Mirror, which was a little bit hit or miss. There was some great episodes and then some uh, meh. But uh, still, it was it, it existed. Uh, Futurama came back, finally, after 11 years. The last season was 2012 and this season was 2023. I feel like we both discovered upon the near release date of Futurama that we both love it so much. Yeah. And we, it feels like... We, we discovered that recently that this guy loves Futurama just like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we, we both found that in each other. Like, Absolutely. Fu- this season of Futurama was a stealer. Yeah. It, and, and you're coming back for not one, but was it two seasons? Two more seasons, two yeah. Two more seasons. And, and it's, I'm good that this season came back and it came back so strong because it was like, this is what I've been missing. We even got a Zap Brannigan focused episode. Yeah. When, when, when you have time to give a Zap Brannigan focused episode, they brought back lots of characters mm. in, in, in multiple episodes. Yeah. Which is great. great. Uh, Gen V was introduced to us. Yeah, we didn't get the boys, but Gen V, I was sort of stuck on the possibility of choosing over The Last of Us, but The Last of Us took it. Mm-hmm. Gen V, I feel like I've got a lot more out of Gen V than I have with any one single season of The Boys. If okay. I, if you put The Boys seasons one, two, and three together, I'll pick this. Yeah. You, but any singular any, season any, any single season of the boys like pit it against Gen V mm. I'm picking Gen V yeah Gen V is the shit mm-hmm. I didn't need any cameos no you didn't need them at all but you got some you, you got didn't them. need them um, Invincible we had the first half of uh, season 2 of Invincible we're still waiting on the second half now yeah but the thing is I'm 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 sort of over the waiting I'm sick of it mm-hmm yeah, no, no I, I agree. No, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I understand if the strike stopped work, mm-hmm. but I'm sick of, no, because it's four episodes. Mm-hmm. Now we're waiting for another four. Mm-hmm. It's no. too long. It's too long. It's too long. No, yeah. fuck you. Uh, we had season 16 of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've not watched that show. That's fair enough, man. That's that's one that I think you'd enjoy. But if there's it's... any recommendations you've given me in this list so far, it would be that. I'm just... Can't, there's not so many shows I can watch that have so many episodes right now. That's fair, yeah. Uh, the Last of Us, like you said, we had another season of The Mandalorian. We won't talk too much about that. We're disappointed by that. Uh, and then Monarch. 
and Rick and Morty. Oh my god, I forgot about Rick Dude. and Morty. We had Monarch, Rick and Morty, the Santa Clauses. Um, oh, what if? Let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's not put Rick and Morty and Monarch in the same vein of the Santa Claus. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's, sorry. Let's let's put a little bit more time on Monarch and Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. I've not finished Monarch. I've got one episode left. Mm-hmm. You've watched it, yeah. And I can't say anything because say something that won't indicate. Uh, very good. Say something a little bit more that won't indicate what I can expect. Be creative. Uh, I don't, no, I don't think there's anything to expect. I think it's just a good... Uh, what I will say about this, and, and this is a, a, over the series as a whole, it did a great job of doing what other Godzilla movies as of recent have failed to do. And by Godzilla movies, I mean the Western ones, is yeah. that caring about the characters. I really care about all these characters that were introduced in Monarch now. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to see them more. Put it this way. I don't want this show to mix and with cross the, over with the movies. Yeah, because they wouldn't be done justice in the movies. No, it'll be it'll that's be fair. Me, I, I'm I don't eat when I watch Monarch. Mm-hmm. I'll eat popcorn when I watch Godzilla X Kong and fucking mm-hmm. Godzilla Sex Kong. And, <laughs> but uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty was great this season. And well, actually, no. Sorry, it, I, it was, was fucking awesome. Yeah, there was some great episodes, and then there were some. Stickers I, as well. I'm not going to be honest, Dave. I think there was only one bad episode. Um, that was the Ice T one. Yeah, the Ice T one. Yeah, that but, I but agree. There, there, every other episode, I liked. the Quato one, I wasn't Which a huge was fan that? of. The one where uh, Morty and Summer conjoined. I I liked it. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. I don't know. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Nah, but the 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 halfway point. The halfway point with, and the final episode. The halfway point with Rick Prime and the final episode, which just. Given the audience more information about the characters and where this are set in life, keep going to season nine. Mm-hmm. I think that's when they first foreshadowed it, tease it in the end of episode one, in the season one. Mm-hmm. Nine seasons. Nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Let's go. With new voice actors that do not make a difference. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So, but David, I just want to give a shout out to a few things I've watched this year. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for Slow Horses, for all mankind. Yeah, that's one that's on my list now. I haven't got a chance to see it, but it, I've heard it's it is there, like that top 3. We also got The Morning Show season 3 this year, and I would as The Morning Show was that show and Ted Lasso where you'd see in the banner of Apple TV Plus those two. Mm-hmm. Forget about. It. Mm-hmm. For all mankind is probably the best show on Apple TV Plus with Joel Kinnaman. You know what it's about? Yes. It's an alternate history where yeah, yeah. the Russians got to the moon before the Americans. Yeah. Therefore, you would not believe the course correction that made the, the ramifications of all that. Yeah. It's an it's sometimes it can be a bit like off oh, for fuck's sake, like that's a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. But that's just people nitpicking. Mm-hmm. I think. It, I, season four is probably the best. Mm-hmm. I'd argue, and it does not pull punches. Okay, good. Yeah, um, no, it's on my list there, definitely to watch. Absolutely. But I also wanted to give a shout out of a show, two shows, two animated shows. Fuck it, Dave. I'll give you three animated shows: <laughs> Hardy Quinn, okay, Solar Opposites, okay, Star Trek Lower Decks, okay. None that I have any intention of watching. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe the Harley Quinn one, but I, not, it's not in that high order. priority. I mean, I think in that order, mm-hmm. Hardy Quinn. Because we're getting a fifth season. Solar mm-hmm. opposite. Because we're getting a fifth season. 
and it's Lower Decks because we're getting a fifth season. Okay. And lastly, oh well, well we did have the Crown end this year as well, which mm. okay. But lastly, Fargo. Okay. Yeah. Not. I. I haven't watched any of Fargo. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, but years and years okay. and years ago. Before you watch the show, watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Then watch season one. And then watch season two. <laughs> Let me guess. What's next? Season three? Yeah. Is that what? It is? That's it. Okay. <laughs> but then it's then you got season four and season five, right? Let me explain it to you, David. Just real quickly. Season one is, I guess, if you could watch it in the expectation or head leveled of the Fargo movie. Mm-hmm. Or to give you a weird example, the Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be seasons one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But for seasons four and five of Fargo, I would compare them to Django Unchained. Okay. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah. In terms of a story structure, yep. hero's journey, yep. shit going balls to the wall crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what I think. So I, I acknowledge season one of Fargo was the best, but season four was great with Chris Rock. But season five, I think... We've got I've got one episode left to come. I think it's probably the best. Okay. okay. And I'm not done talking about Fargo just yet. But moving on. <laughs> um okay, so we'll go back to the movies then. So Brian, what was the movie that you were the most disappointed by this year? Rebel Moon. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I was disappointed by Rebel Moon, yeah. Because I had such high hopes for it. Such high hopes. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what I wanted. And I didn't care what people thought on the trailers, but I I, I said to you myself in the cinema, when I don't know what we were seeing, maybe it was Napoleon, but I Rebel Moon was the last highly anticipated movie I was watching. Mm-hmm. And we heard the reviews. Mm-hmm. I saw the reviews. And then I got drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then I had an alright time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but it wasn't the amazing space epic that you it thought was it was to be. It was not the amazing space epic I was anticipating it to be. And I'm not going to lie, it decreased my value value in that of Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sorry, I'm sorry. His moving pictures of painting collages is not good enough. He needed... But should I blame Netflix for constructing... A theatrical, for lack of a better word, which does not apply, theatrical Netflix release because Zack Snyder's still doing his extended R-rated version. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's well, it, that is a, a I guess that's a thing that Zack Snyder does. It's always a thing, but I just can't help but think he would just agree to do this. And if he did, well, then shame on him. Mm-hmm. He says he's going to release his uh, extended cut in mid-2024, mm-hmm. when we're getting part two. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get an extended R-rated cut? Of that as well, yeah. It's too much. One or the other. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, I was disappointed with Rebel Moon. Mm-hmm. Were you disappointed by a movie of 2023? I think Indiana Jones. Yeah? Yeah. I think that um, I enjoyed it at the time. But thinking back on it, I'm like, mm, it's not one that I have. I think it's because I haven't wanted to go back and watch it again. Mm. It's not the grand farewell. 
there was I think a few, that I wanted it to be. There was a few things we we, we both would have wished they had done differently. Yeah. There were um, some things they could have done better. Some things they could have done instead. Some things they were doing wrong, in my opinion, but they, they, they flipped it and sort of redeemed themselves. Mm-hmm. But that's only because what else do you got? Mm-hmm. Helena was not a likable character. And when Indiana Jones is in a, a moment of struggle, all you got is her to pull pull him back. Mm-hmm. So you've no choice to rely on her. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I just like a woman being independent without telling me. Mm-hmm. Show me. Show me why... Show me why Furiosa is Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Because... You know me, David. Furiosa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's moving into 24. But uh, but you understand what I mean. I know, yeah, yeah. Female yeah. protagonists can be good. Mm-hmm. I just remember some lines being appointed to my face, and you're just, oh, you're, you're hitting me across the head with the message. Mm-hmm. And not in a Barbie way. Yeah. You're, you really are just telling me as opposed to showing me. Yeah. And you're, you're telling me that you need to care about but, this but character. But like I said... They redeemed it because mm-hmm. she she was Indiana Jane. Mm-hmm. She was the hero at the end. She was she, when when there's no one else there. She's what you got, but she came around mm-hmm. and knocked on. It's not just her I'm talking about. It's, it's the fucking short sprout two point kid as well. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like him at the start, mm-hmm. but when you saw his side of it with being poor looking at the rich kids mm-hmm. I was rooting for him then yeah I think maybe they just took too long for me to actually like the characters because the people Indiana Jones is with they should be likable yeah they but, should be but they're not on his side yeah they're trying to get away from him they're trying to deceive him mm-hmm. Indiana Jones fucking pay attention mm-hmm. yeah no no exactly that's that's how I feel about it as well is that they, the characters he surrounded himself with like that they weren't they, were they weren't so worthy. They weren't worthy. They weren't worthy of, exactly. of standing with Indiana Jones. Yeah. I think it was just as a whole disappointing and and not one that I'm eager to go back to either. Do you know? I can't remember exactly what it said, but we did talk about the end of the podcast. We did. Folks, we did. Listen back to not just Indiana Jones and the Dial of We did the whole we series. Did whole fucking four, four of them. We'll Fair play, us. Man, that was tough going. We did five movies. Good, good, good choice, David. <laughs> uh, we'd be remiss not to ask this question in the year of, that it was. Barbie or Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Wow. Okay. Tell us more. Tell us more. Well, why? Why Oppenheimer? Um, same reason why I would have wanted to see Oppenheimer for a second before Barbie. Sorry, mm-hmm. after Barbie. Okay. After Barbie, you know, would they say, "Oh, we're gonna go and see Oppenheimer," and then say, "I'm gonna get a nice light and enjoy." We're gonna see Barbie afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then there are people coming out saying, uh, "I was not mentally prepared for Barbie mm-hmm. because of what Oppenheimer did to me." Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't do Barbenheimer, but we did see Barbie first, and that was perfect. I liked it. I I, I had my tea before my dinner, mm-hmm. and why did I why Bar- why Oppenheimer over Barbie? Because it's Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. It just it just, was it. You it, just it, it just because it's don't take this the wrong way, David. But I don't like comedies. <laughs> okay interesting tell it's, me more yeah, uh, clarify please I think I get the best when I get a journey 
of seriousness. And sometimes I can take comedy or humor as much as there would be in an Avengers movie or in a Spider-Verse movie or in some movies, but not straight to comedies. For example, do you consider Ferris Bueller's Day Off a comedy? Yep. I don't like it. Do you well, consider you're wrong. do you can what? Sorry? You're wrong, sorry. Just my uh, favorite it's just my favorite movie of all time. But yeah, well, sorry, go ahead. Being being right is a lonely life. <laughs> Did you do you like Back to the Future? I do, yeah. Is it a comedy? Uh I wouldn't I no, I, I wouldn't okay. say that's a okay. comedy. Okay, strike that, reverse it. I like Step Brothers for the first thirty minutes and then I don't care. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. I, I like the hangover because of the specifically chosen actors and characters they are mm-hmm. and the madness they go through. So I like comedies like them. Having said that, Barbie was a unique comedy that I appreciated through and throughout. Mm-hmm. I love the piss take they took on the patriarchy because it is a real world issue. And I liked the honesty of feminism I like the, the the silliness the goofiness mm-hmm. and playing 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 on the tropes like you, you don't get Margaret Robbie to play Barbie if you want to uh, influence the idea that every woman is beautiful mm-hmm. because she's Margaret Robbie mm-hmm. right come on she's not she's not she's, she's too high of a standard mm-hmm. but yeah um, I think I've said enough because if you want to know why Oppenheimer, just listen to our review. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, David, Barbie and Oppenheimer. I'd actually go Barbie. Really? Yeah. Yeah? See, it, it comes... Actually, wow, okay. It comes down again to my willingness to watch it again. Mm, okay. I think Oppenheimer is a very... It is a meal of it. Like, yeah, you're sitting I, you're sitting down to watch, okay, I'm, I need to be fully attentive attention your dinner before your tea yeah whereas with barbie i felt like like how i described ted lasso that that barbie it was just fun i had a lot mm. of fun with it i enjoyed it i'd be much more willing to sit down and watch it again um the the set design the characters the story it was all just like fun i enjoyed it a lot more whereas like that where oppenheimer it is you got really the- sit down and, and you're paying attention the entire time and there was a lot of times in it that I felt like I was lost completely. Um, even like just how they reference people. And in a way, it felt like Christopher Nolan, he did his homework on uh, Oppenheimer, yeah. on the man himself. And he read a history book and he was like, okay, I want to get every single detail in here. And it needs to... One of the, needs one of the, to, one of the fastest going movies of 2023 for a three hour movie. Yeah, like it was fast. In like it didn't drag or anything mm. like that. And I think that that goes for a lot of the three-hour movies that we saw this year. Like there was a lot, like Killers of the Flower Moon, um, John Wick Four, Babylon, Babylon for us. For us, for yeah, us. that's technically twenty twenty-two. But yeah, but was, for, for, for it came out in twenty twenty-three January for Ireland. Yeah, because yes, we are in Ireland. We get uh, Oscar-type movies at the start of the new year. Yeah, so it put Napoleon. Oppenheimer, I think. yeah, I think it just squeaked under. Yeah, no, I think it is over three. Um, but um, Oppenheimer, it didn't, it didn't feel like three at all. Um, no, no. But I just did. I just, I just enjoyed Barbie more. I can't oh. explain it. And I think they're both great, great movies. But if you, you know, <laughs> if you ask me, like you are, 
I would pick Barbie. Nah, I'm going to sit there and watch Opp- Oppenheimer. I'll watch Barbie. <laughs> uh, Brian. David. Who was an actor you really enjoyed watching this year? John Hamm. John Hamm. Okay, I thought that we would pick the same person for this. We haven't picked the same person. Tell me about John Hamm. John Hamm was the villain in the season three of the morning show, and he's the villain of season five of Fargo. Okay. He plays Paul Marks. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, uh, CEO of a space station, trying to acquire the 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 morning show headquarters, the the, the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you know, he's potential love interest for Jennifer Aniston, the lead. And he's uh, he's uh, got some controversial things going on. He's not. There's no. He's not. Uh, uh, um, a Harvey Weinstein type. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's a respectable towards women. Mm-hmm. He's just a bad boss. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he's uh, illegal to the point of eth. Was ethically uh, ethically wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he'll he'll he he's got the power. Mm-hmm. He's got the digital power. And he was a great serviceable villain for season three of The Morning Show. Or mm-hmm. antagonist, because The Morning Show, you know, it's it's not superheroes and villains. It's, <laughs> it's people. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, so, antagonist. Mm. And, but, Fargo. Mm-hmm. I never really thought, because when I learned to cast, John Hamm, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Joe Carey from Stranger Things in Fargo season five, as well as Juno Temple from Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. who plays Keely. Yeah. In... See, because Fargo is always known for. I told you I was talking to Fargo. Again. Yeah, yeah, I was foreshadowing about it. <laughs> uh, Fargo's an anthology show, with each season being different, but there is that one or two characters who always cross back through, over, cross yeah. into if the timeline is feasible. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's one in the 60s, and there's one in the 80s or 70s. And then, okay. And then there's the, the time period of 20 years from like 2001 to 2019. Okay. That stretches through. Mm hmm. So, he plays Roy Tillman in Fargo season five. He's the sheriff and he believes him to be the, uh, the man, the law, above the law. Therefore, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He believes he's been given the God-given right as a man to be a man, to, <laughs> as the man, be the man of the house. Mm-hmm. He'll hit a woman if he deems it uh, right. Necessary. Uh, necessary as the man. Yeah. And he... he He's a, he's a God-fearing, God-believing man. Okay. But he is a... To just give a, a little bit of insight, he's, he's, he's married three times in the show as an established character, mm-hmm. broken his wife to abide by him to the point where she is, well, doing what he expects of her. He's a dominant, patriotic uh, true patriotic uh, man who really fits in a Trump America mm-hmm. and oh there was that one tracking shot where feels like he's just been wronged mm-hmm. and you, it's just a shot of him face the camera walking with him with that uh, song uh, god damn it <laughs> you're toxic Oh, Britney Spears, toxic. Yeah, when that's but it's 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 own little uh, thing, mm. it, it, like make of it. 
he's such a fear and villain and I never thought he was going to be the villain of the season mm, Okay, he is and he's fucking good at it and it's not the first time he's played villains or bad guys or dickheads before mm. Baby Driver Mad Men dude John Hamm is no joke mm. so he's uh, one he's one that I always want to see more of do you know like he he does pop up in people little talk, shows people talk he, he could have been a high contender for Batman at one point yeah absolutely yeah he'd be a great Bruce Wayne he'd absolutely be, he'd be a fantastic Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. but yeah uh, John Hamm for me Excellent. so you say that's what yeah you should watch yeah watch the morning show as well but watch Fargo mm-hmm. you got a good build up to it but then you thought I was going to pick the same as you I thought that you were going to pick Patrick Wilson really yeah I what? thought that he, because as we discussed there in Aquaman P. Willie. P. Willie. He was the best part of Aquaman. He was. For both of us. Of course he was. Um, and then as well as that, he had a great appearance in Insidious. Not just you, an appearance. No, he directed it, didn't he? Yeah. He directed and starred in Insidious. It was a movie we saw, we didn't discuss at all um, on the podcast. But, but we both appreciated. Both appreciated. Both thought it was very good. It was a contender there for my scariest movie as well. Mm. Um, I don't think I mentioned it at the start, but it was a contender. Um but I just thought Patrick Wilson was a great man to watch. I think that this like year. that he stole he stole the show for me in Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, um, he did for me as well. Yeah, man, Peter Willie knows his stuff. Uh, and then uh, I, I wish there had been more. I wish there was a third for him. The, someone I actually did also consider who was the guy in you picked it, in Gran Turismo, the main fella in that Archie. Yeah, uh, my, my, I can't pronounce his name, but yeah, I know he was in Saltburn. He was in Saltburn, and he was also in Bo is Afraid. And I would have picked him, I think, if I had seen Bo is Afraid. But I haven't seen Bo. I quite enjoyed him in Saltburn as well, mm. uh, and he was good in, in Gran Turismo. But I'm uh, sure, I seen him in C, the Apple TV Plus show with Jason Momoa. So. There you go. I didn't see that as well, but it just that ended in 2022. Ah, okay, okay. But so, um, yeah. yeah, moving on, Brian. Let me ask you another question. What's a movie that you wish you could see in the cinema again for the first time? So if you could wipe your mind and just see it again for the first time, what would you see? Can you ask me that question, but just uh, take out the cinema part and take out the uh, movie part? (laughs) Okay, what's something that you wish you could see for the first time again? Furiosa trailer. (laughs) The Furiosa trailer, wow. i fucking shit you, David. I saw the trailer... And you knew the excitement mm-hmm. I was getting. I made sure there was not going to be any interruptions. Mm-hmm. I was in the house and I, I had turned off all the lights and I perfectly positioned the TV so it was facing me and there was going to be no lights reflecting it. Mm-hmm. I I tend to not like watching trailers because I don't like to expect them in the movie, but I got to watch this because I've been waiting for this for like three years and you know my and this this is not an ensemble cast no this is a prequel a fucking prequel uh Tom Hardy Max Max less movie mm-hmm. that just goes to show what Mad Max means to me in the world that it was when it was done in 2015 we did a discussion a spotlight episode on it my pick Furiosa mm-hmm. the trailer I got a bit of Junkie XL's music in the trailer to anticipate it, it's going to be in a movie mm-hmm. it's just going to be a whole lot more in a movie and then just see the various shots the slow-mo shots in the trailer you got a bit of that Tom Hardy in the movie mm-hmm. in Mad Max if I wasn't going to pick Furios I know it's a cheat yes it's a trailer it's not that's a okay movie. man pick that uh, man, I, yeah you know 
Yeah. If I could have watched something again for the first time, it's the Furiosa trailer. So you've never seen me watch a trailer, I anticipate. I think you should. Mm-hmm. Because I, I... I watch you first and then I watch the trailer after. you, you got to watch my <laughs> reaction because I, I sit here, I like... Um, I clench my fist or I cross my arms and I put pressure on it because as if I'm holding my breath mm-hmm. and then my jaw just drops or I smile or I get get giddy. So you know it's my favourite uh, anticipated movie for next year to come. Yeah, it'll definitely be. Make sure that you're here for... <laughs> Make sure you're here to listen to me talk Furiosa. But, mm-hmm. um, any other movie I was going to pick specifically for the cinema, that you're going to hear them me mention them Mm -hmm. in other questions you're going to ask me i'm sure uh yeah i'd say probably even we've we've covered it as you know we've talked about a lot of movies i'd say for me it would probably be oppenheimer you wish you could see oppenheimer again i think i wish uh, i think when when we saw it um i had a guy who was sat beside me oh yeah fucking dude here david please no, it was just a guy who uh, was beside me, and he was. Tell us the story, David. He was he was sat with his girlfriend. I think I talked I talked about this in the Oppenheimer episode. He was sat beside me, and every time a character came on screen, he was like, "Oh, that's so and so from this movie. Oh, that's so and so from this movie. Oh, that's so and so from this movie." And I'm like, "Dude, like you're not an IMDb page. Like just watch the movie. Like if your girlfriend knows, it, awesome. If she doesn't, it's just another character in the movie." So that was kind of a little bit that took me out a little bit. I think I and specifically i'd love to see the um the the actual um trinity test again for the first time on the big screen like that would that was awesome and i I love the way you described it that like it was like seeing god before hearing the devil you know that seeing the explosion and then the sound hitting you like yeah. 10 you, seconds you, later you thought the explosion was gonna frighten you but no it was the sound yeah it was that's one that i i want to see again if you're listening to this dude who sat beside David and He definitely him, not. If you were listening to this, if you were there in Dublin Cineworld <laughs> on the 29th of July 2023 at the 3.10 screening, <laughs> you sat in the middle of that auditorium in the IMAX IMAX screen. If you're in the D row... <laughs> You have it to his seat and all. Sorry, oh my no, god! Sorry. Uh, if you were in the row F, so I'd imagine if you were F nineteen or F sixteen, listener, <laughs> with your girlfriend, who gave every name mentioned to your partner except for the Skarsgård brother, because I bet you didn't know him. <laughs> if you think you're so clever, dude, shut up. <laughs> All of that just to tell him to shut up. I know I should have said I should have said it to him, but um, look, moving on. Fucking Brian. mess with my friend's experience with Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, prick. Is there anything that um you would have done differently this year? Any opinions that have changed or um anything like that that you want to? Do you remember that uh, episode we did? Was it a bonus about the or no? Excuse me, strike that, reverse it. It was the episode we did on haunting of Venice. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where we did detectives. Yeah, yeah. My opinion has changed on one of my picks. I, I probably watched season one at the time, but now I've watched. I'm on season four. I'm taking my time because I chose Raylan Givens, who played by Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and Justified. And I, of course, I chose the Mystery Ink Gang, mm-hmm. Scooby Doo, and all that. 
And my third pick was Al Pacino from Heat. Vincent Hanna. But uh, I've now removed Vincent Hanna, Al Pacino. Yes, I've removed Al Pacino from my list. And I've put there Bosch. Who's Bosch? Bosch. You don't know Bosch? No, I don't know Bosch. On Prime. I've never heard. Harry Bosch. Nope. You'd know his face when you see him. He's an LA cop who's... He's a good cop. And he'll he'll never, like, do wrong until, you know, his his character's journey. Mm-hmm. His mother was murdered. She was a prostitute. There's an, it, it's quite an interesting show with storylines continuing. Because mm-hmm. they'll have, like, a, a, a real, like, D-list serial killer mm-hmm. on in the background and just leave that open-ended and then probably won't follow through until later on. Each season follows a different main story. It could be a serial killer. could be corrupt soldiers. It could be uh, conspiracies. It could, could be a whole load of things. Do you, you notice this actor here? Oh, James Nesbitt, is it? No, that's not James Nesbitt. Is it? That is Titus Weaver. Don't know him then. He had a guest appearance in the second season of The Mandalorian when Bo... Bo uh, Don't remember him. Bent. Really? No. No? Yeah, he was in one of the Transformers movies. No. This guy's Bosch. Okay. Um, <laughs> you pick him. He's, yeah, he put him in a room against Raylan Givens. It's almost like Raylan Givens is a character, but Bosch is a human. He's a person. Okay. And this season's just ongoing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it concluded, and then it has Bosch legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's just going. Okay. It, it, this this is probably the oldest Prime video show there is, Amazon Prime. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I've never even heard of it. You've never heard of Bosch? No. Seven seasons? No. Not, I think. Uh, two seasons of uh, continuing revival, just nope. straight away? Nope. What do you mean? They cancelled it and then they revived it? They didn't cancel it. They just ended it and kept going. They're probably the same. I, I have no idea. I've not caught up. That's so weird. Okay. It's one of my favourite intros. Okay. It's just uh, the, the, the shots of, the, of LA City, mm-hmm. where you see a top here, but then it's like reversed underneath, mm-hmm. and then just the jazz music. It's a shame I gave up drinking this year because I'd be drinking if I watch it because mm. it just feels like drinking. Yeah, that's why I changed this year. If I could redo anything, I'd I'd I'd, I'd bosk mm-hmm. in there. Harmonious Bosch. Never heard him. You know? No. Fuck yeah, <laughs> David. Uh, uh, same for you. Is there anything you thought maybe? Yeah, you, you would have redone. My opinion changed on um, an aspect of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. All right. Towards the end of the episode, we said, uh, Jonathan Majors, what a great guy. Can't wait to see more from him. Uh, my opinion has changed, and um, Jonathan Majors, I can't wait to see less of him. Because, uh, as we know, uh, not a great guy. It was right after Ant-Man lost Condomania. All the stuff came out about him uh, beating his girlfriend, and that trial is now concluded, and he's been found guilty. So, um, I would like to retract my statement about how good of a guy Jonathan Majors seems to be. It wasn't his fault. Ah, uh, stop it, stop what? it, stop it. Of course, David, 100%. I'm actually delighted you brought this up because I wholeheartedly agree with you. Mm-hmm. While we're on that note, yeah, fuck Jonathan Majors. Cool name. Dickhead. <laughs> Good name. Yeah. Shit person. Yeah, asshole of a yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you read up on the stuff? The details? Yeah. Uh, he no, thought, I haven't. He, he thought he was doing good. Mm-hmm. Because, so if, 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 if she reported him, you're taking away good out of the world, so... What an, what, an, what an ego to get to you. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to continue with Kang? Or do you think they're just right Kang out altogether? Um, Did you see Loki? 
No, not yet. You didn't? No. Which yeah. is interesting because lo- that was one actually we didn't even bring up with our TVs. Um, the Obviously the, the season two of Loki. Um, it's interesting because... One of the because, better MCU shows out there. Mm, and it's so, interesting because yeah. that his character, um, that came out kind of at the same time that the trial was happening. So he was kind of in that in the, between... The second season. The second season. He was kind of in that in between mm. moment of we weren't sure... Is how, he going how, to continue, yeah, or how, or how much we were going to get him in the show? Mm, so you get him, mm-hmm. you get him, and let's just say, David, I can actually see the MCU pivoting away completely. Yeah, just remove Kang out of altogether. Mm-hmm. I'd actually almost rather them just re- move away from Kang and just go on a different path. Could do Doctor Doom. Why not just skip Kang and go straight? Let me put it this way, David. Remember when we were all getting scared for the appearance of Thanos mm-hmm. after so many teases? Yep. How many te- how many appearances have we had a Kang? A few at least. A fucking yeah, yeah. football stadium. Yeah. And it's just a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not scared of Kang. Fucking Ant-Man can beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ant-Man can beat Kang. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that version of Kang who is going to be the main arch villain. Because they said he died. Mm-hmm. Which was... I was, I was rooting for him to mm-hmm. be the villain, not whatever that blue thing was, or that flamboyant thing was, or that pharaoh thing was, or a football stadium of kings. And what a joke! Mm. What a joke the MCU has gotten itself into. Just move away from Jonathan Majors and Kang altogether. He's not scary. He doesn't feel like a threat. Ant Man can beat him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then our final question. Can you believe we've gotten towards the end? We're coming to the end now here, folks. Oh, wow. Um, so, Brian, what's a movie that you would like people to give a second chance to? Yeah, that's a good question. I think... I, th- I Anyone who's watched this... Not necessarily go back and watch it, but just maybe reconsider or rejig your expectations to to which led to your justification on what you thought of the movie mm-hmm. because I knew what I was going to get when I went into this movie I think Be- because I, when I left it I was satisfied mm-hmm. to the point where I thought the actor was going to get a nomination mm-hmm. or was worthy of a nomination it's a very small scale easy to swallow movie and I- I'm, I'm surprised that people aren't liking it so much more um, and that's the killer. Okay, David Fincher's the killer. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. Um, did you watch it? Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, like that. I think that when I watched it, I felt like it was nothing. Like okay. I didn't, I haven't come away like it's it very just average, and uh, neither hating it nor loving it. Like it's, I, I will. I'd be, I would struggle to 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 tell you more than three scenes. I will attest to the fact that yes, if it was not David Fincher, maybe I would not be talking about it. But mm-hmm. The first selling point is that it is. The second selling point it's Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. who should receive a return to form. We should. We've had the McConaughey's. We've had the Keanu's. We've had the Fraser's. We need <laughs> a Fassbender's. Mm-hmm. But this is a movie about a guy who repeats to himself entirely narrative that not to get emotional, not to get make things personal, don't get involved in 
uh, don't mix his personal life with his professional life. Yet he's such a hypocrite to that because once it does get personal, he makes it a, a vengeance mission to get everyone off his back mm-hmm. who's coming after him. So he's going after the guy he sh- who tried to kill him. He's going after the guy who almost killed his partner. He's going after the guy whose organization to coordinate. He's going after witnesses. It's that little simple movie of this guy having a task, bring it, being hypocritical, mixing professional with personal to take out those who came after him once. Mm-hmm. Not following him, not on the hunt for him. He's going after them one by one. Mm-hmm. He's a killer. He's, not, he's, a, he's a hitman, a professional assassin, but that's it. And you take it as it is. Yeah, you get a fight scene. Yeah, you get a, a, a one-on-one face-to-face scene. You get, oh, you get uh, a moment where the best this guy can do is kill you, making it look like an accident. Mm-hmm. Not spare your life. He's going to kill you to make it look like an accident so your the children can, can get, get the, the insurance money, yeah. But how are you supposed to root for this guy? Mm-hmm. He's a killer. He's... I'm not watching this to follow him. I'm watching it to observe what this happens. If this guy was going to be more like a... More traditional, more, in quotation, generic, Mm -hmm. then I think I would have walked out with it less thought in it. But because it literally is what it is, you think he's talking to Tilda Swinton, who's herself a hip hip woman, Mm -hmm. hip person. A killer. You you think he he's gonna let her go? He's gonna spare her life? Nope. And he was right to as well. Yeah, because she reached for a knife. Dude, uh, I I I just don't understand why people don't like this movie. Hmm. I I I I can I can't see why they don't, but. Maybe, uh, maybe I'd like to know what their expectations were before going into it. Mm. Because yes, it's not Seven, it's not Fight Club, it's not a lot of his great classics, but it's a David Fincher hitman movie, mm-hmm. and it's his take on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anything I've said has helped. And yeah, the ending is quite bland. It's quite oh, he did what he did. Mm. That's it. Almost like monotonous. But I think that 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 gels into what I what I was appreciating the most. But have I said anything to maybe? I think I will give it a second chance based on what you're saying there. I think I will. He's so cold. Mm. He's so cold. I didn't care if he would have died. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have given. I, I would have just gone wow. If 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 someone did actually end up killing him, getting to him at the end, or. If he got hit by a car, um, I wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. I wasn't rooting for him. And in, in, I was just watching it. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, I hope I've inspired something uh, in for you to mm-hmm. uh, re- give it a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I, I really mean that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come on, David, show me what you got. <laughs> I, I think this one isn't for you so much because I think you, I think we kind of agree on it. But it's more so for the the general public, and that being the Marvels. Really? Yeah, I think I think the Marvels it didn't um, it didn't perform well at oh, all. It, it's flop. the Marvel's biggest flop, yeah, but yeah. I think that it 
doesn't deserve uh, to be that. And it's its shortest movie as well, and it's yeah. still flopped. And I think that the fact that Aquaman has surpassed it is a shame because it's a lot better than Aquaman. I think it's a yeah. lot more fun. I think the performance in it is the performances in it are great. Mm. Um, uh, Miss Marvel um, stole the show. Uh, yeah, Iman Vellani. She is a steen stealer. She's a shot stealer. She like she. She's a dance stealer. Yeah, she's, she danced all the way up them stairs. And I wasn't watching Miss Marvel. Uh, sorry, I wasn't watching Captain Marvel or Mar- Monica Rambeau. I was mm-hmm. watching Kamala Khan. Yeah, I think that the um, the whole the whole movie is is good. And it's funny, and mm. it's lighthearted, and it um, it fits. I think it just it it it, it fits what it needed to be, yeah, and yeah. It, what it tried to be as I, well. I will admit the the Asian guy from the Korean guy from um, Parasite. Oh yeah, he was there. The villain, you won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Inconsequential, yeah, absolutely. But I I did uh, I did like it. I've no aspirations to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day, but I haven't watched Shang Chi again. Yeah, no, same. I think that uh, you're. I agree with you. In I don't think I've watched any of since Avengers Endgame. Uh, no, that's a lie. Sorry, since Spider Man No Way Home, mm. I haven't watched anything twice. I haven't watched anything for a second time. Mm. Like I'm, so, gonna, I'm gonna break down. I'm gonna watch Guardians at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I have watched Spider Man No Way Home. I will watch uh, Shang Chi at one point again. Mm-hmm. I, I before um, maybe it was Guardians. I did watch the Eternals for a second time. I haven't seen Eternals, but uh, we're actually in the minority. That well, I don't know about you, but I loved Eternals. It's lonely being right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that brings an end to our questioning section but oh wow it only took us half an hour only an hour and a half plus an hour <laughs> um so before we go into our top 10 yeah. we put a call out to some of our fans all of you at home we wanted to know what did you find to be your favorite movie of the year and so i've got a few of those here now so running down the list our producer laura who said barbie was her favorite we had special guest richie calling in again to say oppenheimer was his with a special shout out to poor things Callum got in contact to say Saltburn was his favourite. Claire got in contact to say Priscilla was hers. Jared with Oppenheimer. Our Canadian correspondent Evan, uh, who called in to say that Saltburn was also his favourite. We had another Brian who said that Oppenheimer was his favourite, with a special shout out to Boy and the Heron. Uh, and then we had Shane from all the way in Thailand who contacted us to say Oppenheimer was his favourite, with a special shout out to a Thai film called Hunger. He described it as um, whiplash, but for chefs. So that's one that we'll definitely be checking out. And so that is what you all thought of what your favourite movies are. Thank you so much to everyone who uh, replied to our Instagram story to let us know what their favourite movies were. Um, Make sure to follow us on Instagram for anything like that. We sometimes will put stuff up just to ask questions, you know, uh, what do you think about these movies and all that. We obviously enjoy the engagement and getting you as a little bit of a shout out so everyone that sent in their stuff thank you so much again uh hopefully we didn't miss anyone i don't think we did but finally we've come to the end of the episode brian david hit me with your top 10 of 2023 i think it's important to note i i phrased the questions as we as we just went through hopefully to get a wide variety of Mm. things because i know that for my top 10 there's stuff on here that we haven't even mentioned good point yeah. so i think that 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 was an aspect that i i wanted to put into it so oh well david this was this was always started off as a top 10 mm-hmm. uh, uh movies of 2023 for us 
But got to give you a shout out for generating all these questions and making Thank you. Thank ma- you. making a record breaking episode. <laughs> and if folks don't like the length of this episode, well, fuck them. No, it's our birthday. We can do what we want. It's our yeah. birthday. I can do what I want. Yeah. We can. Happy birthday, David. Happy birthday, Brian. Yeah, happy birthday, Talking Pictures. Happy birthday to our baby Talking Pictures. One year old. Can you believe her? Aye. <laughs> Hit me with your top ten. What you got? Cremation or burial? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> we'll just take it down. <laughs> David. All right, I'll give you my top ten. Uh, ten going to one. All yeah. right, all right. Have you got any anticipation on what you expect to see? No, I'm... I'm okay, okay. Because you could have anything. I, right, I wasn't right, expecting right, strays. Right, I, I, sorry? I wasn't expecting strays right, for your well, funniest movie, funny, so... Right, let me just give you a shit with that. Even though I picked strays as the funniest movie, mm-hmm. it's not in my top ten. No, I, there's a lot of stuff that I picked that isn't in my top ten, so... Yeah. Go for it. All right, number ten. No Hard Feelings. Jennifer Lawrence. Good choice. I liked it because I got on board with the quote-unquote romance mm-hmm. that was generating here. But the, the bond between her and the fella. And I just thought the scenes was so funny. Like with her trying to uh, um, uh, coerce him into having sex. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, it's the raunchiest I've ever seen Jennifer Lawrence. And it, the fact that she's shown us as an audience that she's not above it. Mm-hmm. The beach scene. All right. That's enough. <laughs> Number nine. Joyride. Okay. Double hit her with the comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a man that says he doesn't like comedies, what, what can I say? I'm a man of many, a man of many tastes. Yeah, you're a layers. You've got layers. I man. got layers in me, David. <laughs> I yeah. For every reason you said for Joyride is your favorite comedy, it's number nine. It just means that any other movie that I didn't pick on this list, I just, I just prefer Joyride better. Let me elaborate. I went through my ratings and quite satisfied with what. Look, I picked it as number nine. Mm-hmm. So everything else after this is better. But yeah, Joyride. I want a sequel. Mm-hmm. Fuck is for not fucking watching this movie, guys. <laughs> it deserved better. Mm-hmm. You you want Dom Toretto going off at Hoover? <laughs> you really have a. Uh, <laughs> you really don't like who um, Dom no, Toretto doing? No, man. If that's if that's the if that's the level mm-hmm. of entertainment people want to throw their cash at. I'm going to shove it in their face. Mm-hmm. Number eight, David. I just mentioned The Killer. Okay. Yeah. It's not on my list, but yeah, no, it's fair enough. Sue me. Yeah. I like The, I, I like the Killer. Mm-hmm. It's that much. I could see myself watching it again. Mm-hmm. Relatively soon. Yeah. Number eight, yeah, The Killer. I think, I think, I dug it. Go figure. Number seven, Air. Okay, yeah, one we didn't mention at all, yeah. Yeah, we never mentioned this. Mm. I saw this in New Zealand. Yeah, okay. Tanisha, you listen to this. We saw this movie together. <laughs> um, Hi, Tanisha. We, I was looking forward to this, and this is a movie that, you know, it didn't have an official title, didn't mm. have a proper release date. You knew, oh, this is this is the movie Ben Affleck and Mac Damon should have came back together and not The Last Duel, mm. regardless of how, how we did like it. Mm-hmm. But throw Jason Bateman in there, throw Chris Tucker in there, Viola Davis, another actor, I forget his name, but I, I've seen him in a few things before, he's a dick. Mm. Um, the back of Michael Jordan's head. The back of Michael Jordan's head, <laughs> the face of Michael Jordan's father, mm-hmm. archive footage of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that this movie was just fucking solid, mm. and a great visual cue to watch when listening to Born in the USA. 
I think if you enjoyed this, you'll enjoy Blackberry. I think Blackberry really? does this better. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're sure? I think so, yeah. They're completely different style-wise, but from for two movies telling you the story about um, major corporations. Making a shoe. Yeah. Making a shoe versus making a phone, I think you'll enjoy Blackberry. Well, then. the thing about Air is it's how they told us, mm. and it's who they had in it. Of course, mm. it's a draw. It's a prime video, of course. So it got theatrical, mm-hmm. and Matt Damon. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought Brian Affleck was really funny in this, mm-hmm. and Jason Bateman was also great. So yeah, I've there's no reason why I've not put this in my uh, number seven. Of mm-hmm. course, hundred percent. Number six, Killers of the Flower Moon. Good choice. Excellent yeah. choice. Yeah. You, you want to know why? Just go back to the topic and talking pictures, the episode me and you did. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, it's, I think Killers... Good on you for not putting on it on your list if it's not going to be on your list. Because mm-hmm. You can understand, yeah. I can understand, but I, I don't want to be target ah oh, because it's a Scorsese movie or ah oh, because it's Leonardo or oh, it's two and a half hours long. That's why you put it on my list. No. Because it was an experience I had. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've seen a movie where the protagonist is the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah, you're following along. The antagonist, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Number five, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, yeah. yeah. Good choice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got a... We also talked about this movie as mm-hmm. well on the episode. I'm sure you can hear us in the first ten minutes as well as the rest of the episode, unlike the movie. You know, with the audio being... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Introducing a villain, like Spot, and making you feel sympathetic for him, mm-hmm. to the point where you almost root for him. It's an interesting arc of, like, a character that you... It's a it's joke a, of a character to the start of the movie, and by the end of it, you're like, oh, shit, this, mm. you know, you're fearful going into the next movie. Yeah, because, uh, you know, he, 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 he's got long legs, he's got a uh, gush, he's, he's short torso, he's... It's Jason Swartzham voicing him, you know, tuberculosis on legs. I thought that line was funny in the Hunger Games movie. I just thought it was so funny. But Jason Swartzman had a great year. He was in Hunger Games. He was in this. Across Spider-Verse and Asteroid City. Yeah, yeah. He was actually... He, he was the lead. He was the most watched actor on Letterboxd this year. For you? Full stop. Oh, cool. And the Letterboxd rap. Hey, he's in the fourth season of Fargo. Go hit that. There you out. go. Um, but yeah, I... Great job. Spider-Verse, mm. let alone the canvas we were watching. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah, man. Even Gwen Stacy stole the scenes mm-hmm. that once she was in. All right, David, we got four left. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, I expected this. You expected this here somewhere high. Yeah. Favorite superhero movie of the year? Probably going to be the most watched or celebrated chapter of the Guardians of the Galaxy when it comes to the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to throw the Avengers movie in there as well. It's just so satisfyingly rewarding. Mm-hmm. Ended on a high note. Yeah. Out, out with a bang. Dog days are over. Yeah. Why, why shouldn't I put it on my list? This is how I felt when I watched it. Guardians of the Galaxy, 100%. Open the fucking door. <laughs> All right, David. Top three. I bet you can anticipate what's going to come up with which order. You don't know. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh, okay. Number three. Yeah. One we hadn't mentioned at all. But we did talk about it. 
Yes, we did. We did a full episode on it, yeah. We did a full episode. I think we did a lot of full episodes on this shit. Mm. But I liked how you phrased it when we discussed it, that it's Ethan Hunt, or Tom Cruise, against God. Mm. Yeah. Because you give me all... powerful, all-seeing. You give me all the references as to why and how. And you just got to give him the shout-out for the... For the the stunts he's, he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. No one else doing it like him. Yeah. Uh, I the, the, I feel like I'm taking my time trying to just give you the reasons why. Because I will admit, I thought Fallout, the one with Harry Cavill and his mustache, was better. Was better. Yeah. I thought he was a better villain. Mm-hmm. Didn't think the villain this was all too great. But all too great the fact that he's going to reappear mm-hmm. for the part two. Which yeah. Which is actually not going to be called part two. Yeah, I know. Which is, yeah. Well, Dead Reckoning part one and we'll have a new title yeah. for the next one which is 2025 unfortunately it's got pushed back yeah so wait until we do our 2025 uh, anticipated list yeah it'll be on there definitely alright David top, top, top two top two top two top two uh, to just I'm going to tell you my favourite movie of 2023 because uh, if I tell you my second favourite you'll just know what my favourite is I think nah fuck no go two two two, two. then one alright number two John Wick 4 John Wick 4 yeah number one Oppenheimer. You don't want to spend some time talking about John Wick? I just want to, didn't want to leave in the I knew, I knew. I could. I felt it in the air. I don't worry. <laughs> Me and you talked about John Wick 4 uh, on this podcast, and it's the best John Wick movie. Yeah, I it think so. It is the best. Three-error John Wick, dog-loving, good, bad, ugly, um, sort of antagonizing each other. Mm-hmm. Ah, Eye in the sky, that fucking shot of... Oh, dude, I forgot about that. That's a movie I've not watched. And dude... You arrogant prick. He didn't shoot. Mm-hmm. Consequences. Mm-hmm. Did you see me? In my, you remember my reaction? You're just fucking, yeah. You're like, okay, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, for, yeah, I didn't know how to do my, uh, to do my uh, top three, four favorites, but I'm happy with, yeah, John Wick's my f- second favorite movie. John Wick 4, yeah. second favorite. And I'm happy to leave it as that. Don't need a fifth. You want to give us a fifth? Okay, so Oppenheimer is my favorite movie of 2023, David. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, man. That's a great, great choice. It's on yeah. my list. Don't worry, it's on there. But did you know it was going to be my favorite? I had a feeling, yeah. yeah. When? Um, when you picked it over, Barbie. Interesting. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. That's interesting. Interesting. You don't have Barbie on there at all. I like No Hard Feelings more. That's fair. Yeah, look, come here. This isn't this isn't a list of the best movies. This is our favorite movies. Our favorite, yeah. Well, come to think of it, what's a movie that was made better than any of the movies I picked here? I'm not going to say Napoleon because I had issues. Mm. So yeah. just saying, but yeah, just make me more excited now for mm. our Oscar predictions yeah. in March. Absolutely, man. David, thank you for letting me talk about my no worries, top man. ten favorite movies of twenty twenty three. But let me David, tell you now how Fast X is actually the greatest film of the year. No, messing, don't worry. About it. Fast X does not appear on this top ten list. So my top ten, uh, similar to yours in a way. There's uh, some reappearances here, so I won't uh, be going as in depth into as uh, you because you've kind of said uh, some of them we brought up and some of them you've mentioned well i would like you to take the time to say something i haven't yeah should uh, be mentioned yeah in the top 10 in 10th position evil dead rise 
Yeah, good choice. I was really, really excited for Evil Dead Rise and it did everything that I wanted it to do in terms of scaring me and creeping me out and reinvigorating the franchise and I want to see more. Did Did you watch the trailers? Yeah, I did. And... I actually kind of got a kick out of like how I was like squirming watching the trailer. I'm like, if I'm, if I'm going to be like this watching the trailer, I can't wait for the movie. Good choice. Number nine, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three. Glad it's there. For every reason that you said. Eight, Mission Impossible. For every reason I said. For every reason you said, yeah. It just, it. the reason why it's lower on the list than it is on yours is because I didn't enjoy it as much as the previous entries. That, that's fair enough. But... I'm sure your reason is that any movie you have after this, you just thought was better. Yeah. But, it's, I said the same reason, but it's just funny because just because the previous entry was better doesn't mean that this necessarily means it's... It, it, it doesn't mean that should be the purpose that it's not as high in the list. Mm. Because you might have preferred things other than this, but what if you didn't? Oh yeah, well, like, then, well then it will be higher. Listen, there's movies that are the best of the year, but their other entries are better. better. You know, yeah, um, which is, um, it's it's just like God damn it! It's a shame you're being nominated for an Oscar this year because last year you would have won it. Number seven, I've got Blackberry. I think that's a a, a contrast to you of having air kind of in a similar position. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it. Yeah, that's interesting. So interesting observation. I've talked about Blackberry a good bit there. Um, number six. I've got across the Spider Verse. Yeah, I've uh, I've got it as my uh, fifth. Mm-hmm. So like like the similarities there. In fifth position, Killers of Flower Moon. Flip mine. I think so. You like Killers more than Across the Spider Verse. I think so. Yeah, I think as a, as a as a whole movie, I think it's better. I think that um, Across the Spider Verse does suffer from that part one part one syndrome. Mm. So uh, the the wholeness of it is. Uh, I like Killers more than that. Good choice. Four. I've got The Creator. I thought is, you were going to pick that, but I had forgotten about it. It was it was one that um, didn't get a whole lot of love, mm. but I just loved it. I, I loved the world that was created around oh, it. Oh, yeah. We talk about it in depth in our um, in a, an episode. That almost became a movie people should have uh, given a second chance to. Yeah, yeah. That was, I'm yeah, not no. surprised you didn't pick it as that. Um, because I knew I knew when you walked out of that cinema, I loved that so much. Mm-hmm. You loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I I think it was a four for me, but I, I think I loved it in the way that you had hoped you would love Rebel Moon. Dude, that's such a high bar compared to the mm. fact that Rebel Moon was such a letdown. Mm-hmm. But that's probably a good comparison to teach someone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Three, Oppenheimer. My man. <laughs> uh, it is a top three. It's not like it's it's one that I I look forward to seeing again and I look forward to, you know, the whole award season that we're gonna come through and I'm oh, excited to dude. see the actors, specifically nope. Killian Murphy, receive the recognition that he finally deserves. Dude, you know, but I can't wait to do the predictions when we get the nominations. Mm, yeah, I look forward to that. That's coming in the next couple of weeks. Let me ask you this just quickly. The Dark Knight and Inception aside, is it Nolan's best movie? I don't think so. It's like maybe technically, yeah, but it's not like my favourite and I don't think it's his best. Right. Do you think it's his perfect movie to win that Best Picture (laughs) award? 
I don't know. I don't know. Compared to his other ones, not other directors, but of his filmography. No, if if you if I said like what's Nolan's best movie, I'd probably say Interstellar. So you think that should have won won uh, the best Oscar award if it were to give mm. him one? Because be like it's hard, to, it's hard to to compare them all because they're all so different and they're all mm. oh yeah like yeah. Interstellar is so different than. Oppenheimer and Oppenheimer is so different than Memento and Memento is so different from The Dark Knight which is so different from The Prestige Do you know like he's yeah. he's very and high and eventually he'll come around to Inception because you'd find similarities mm. with Inception and Interstellar like but. he is a high concept director oh, yeah. he's like he's a, and Tenet as well like there's so many that mm. are they're all great in their own ways yeah. so it's hard to compare them there's only one other director you compare Christopher Nolan to who's that? Denis Villeneuve Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I won't yeah. compare Nolan to Scorsese or Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Not Tarantino, uh, Spielberg. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's either Villeneuve or Nolan. Mm-hmm. Nolan showed me he's the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Number two? Barbie. Really? Yeah. You really loved Barbie? I really did enjoy it. And it's, it's one that I... I just really did enjoy it, and I I liked the message that it had. Um, I liked the performances like that, the the set design, the mm. characters, the actors, the the cultural impact it had. The like, it just felt like the whole summer. I was saying, "Hey, Barbie," you know, to people. Like it was just like, "Oh, hey, Barbie," you know. You, did, you didn't really like the trailers all that much, did you? Or did no, you? no, no, no. I, I was excited for Barbie oh, the right, entire okay. time. Yeah, no, it's it's I. I just loved it. And mm. I think that the message that it had was great. Like multiple messages of like the, not only, but like not only the, the patriarchy bad, uh, you know, it's very difficult to be a woman, but then yeah. the relationship between mothers and daughters and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, I just really enjoyed that. And then my number one. I actually sincerely don't know what you're going to pick. So shoot me now before I get to my thoughts. Godzilla minus one. Yeah. A sneak entry, a surprise mm. entry. Yeah, this, w- this movie came around when we weren't expecting it. But I was looking through all the movies that I, I watched this year and I went, Godzilla was one that I just really wasn't expecting and it was great. It was such a, a change from the Western, you know, Godzilla versus Kong Godzilla. It's great to see Godzilla be a, a monster. villain, a, a monster. monster that an, he is. An atomic bomb an atomic bomb on legs walking it's, around it, instead of a superhero and having characters who i cared genuinely about and like oh my god this character might die i mm. feel really upset and seeing the growth of characters throughout and the fact that i felt all this and it all be in japanese as well not a word of english the entire time like i think the, me and you are beyond the point that we don't need to reference a movie being in a different language mm. because that's oh, a, it's all the same yeah that's irrelevant mm-hmm. me and you and our socialization our social group yeah our social group <laughs> we are a, we're above the ideology that oh is it subtitles don't have the head for that switch mm-hmm. it to switch it to the english dubs mm-hmm. no uh, the fact you don't need to say that and i agree yes 100 percent. i agree this is the best Godzilla movie ever. 
I think so. Absolutely. Full stop. And and as much as I do like having my Western Godzilla shared with the King Kong, Mm -hmm. it's like I would compare, I want so badly an Idris Elba, James Bond, Mm -hmm. standalone movie. But I still want a young up-and-comer to be that main frame. Yeah. I don't know, Paul Mescal or Richard Madden. Yeah. I'd kind of like compare it to having DCEU Ben Affleck. And having Robert Pattinson the Batman. That's a fair point. You know, you call like, Robert Pattinson the Godzilla minus one. Yeah, that's how, yeah. you know, it's it's standalone, it's by yeah. itself, and it just does everything it, better. Yeah. You've every reason to pick that, David, and I salute you to the, to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And that, Brian, if you can believe it, is our longest episode ever. <laughs> it brings an end to our birthday special, our 2023 wrap-up. I have to say thank you very much to you, Brian, for waffling with me. On this Wednesday. Uh, thank you so much to the listeners for sticking with us. If you made it all the way to the end, we really, really appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on all our socials on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. Uh, all of it is down below in the description. Make sure that you follow us for the next year of our podcast because we're going to be here every single Wednesday. We've got bonus episodes every couple of weekends. Uh, just make sure to check the feed on that. And uh, yeah. I look forward to doing this with you again next year. Maybe next year, after you have had your year of no drinks, we'll do this drunk. Maybe that might be a bit fun. We'll do four episodes. That's due to happen, David. We'll do it four hours long. (laughs) Maybe a couple of bonuses and unreleased dates down the line. And maybe we'll post it drunk. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. David, I've really appreciated this episode. Hey, you know what, man? Give me a a hug. Give me another hug. Give me a hug. Fair play to you. David. Here's another year, Brian. Furiosa. (laughs) 